It is not Sunday. It is not Monday. I it know. Is, it's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. And you know what, what uh, is typically Tuesday for us, man? Uh, tacos? You bet, baby. Taco Tuesday. That's what's up. We uh, Although tonight we had uh, we had spaghetti, so it's a Spaghetti Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You, put, you make some garlic bread, and then you fold it. You fold the spaghetti into the garlic bread, and that's like a spaghetti taco. You know what? Right? I have actually, I haven't folded the bread, but I've definitely eaten, I've picked up the garlic bread and eaten the, it's so good. It's it's a different texture, but the crunch, the butter, and then also the the sauce and the, and the it's just a, it's like harmony. Yeah, of course. Have all of that in there. <laughs> um, can you believe that we used to go every single Tuesday to uh, Don Cuco's? Every single Tuesday when we were younger. Uh, um, like, like you and Lindsay, like, yeah, with her family every oh, wow, single Tuesday. Great. And I tried that seems like to a be... long drive. Where is there a Don Cuco out by you? Yeah, there is. There's one right in town. Oh, is it not the same Don Cuco then? That's in... I think what happened is one of the cooks left and they kept the name. Oh, we talked about this. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But it's but not it... not related. It's just the same. Like the name's right. not trademarked, so they just called it exactly. Interesting. Right. Is it just as good? Have you been to the Burbank Don Cuco? Um. Not I haven't been to the Burbank one. I've been to the one that's actually in um, Moore Park. Oh, see, so there's yeah. another I don't know one. about there's all these Don now. Cucos you're talking about. <laughs> there's so I many. I only know many. It's a... the Burbank Don Cuco, and I believe there's a Glendale location. Uh, mm, okay. All right, we we uh, should set up a date night where yeah, we, we should go to Don Cuco them. out I, this way. The one that's and the, that's in town here, they got the big goblets of margarita, so you'd get those. Oh, there you go. But after a while, man, you get just um, was it you get uh. I don't know. I think it was just too much Mexican food for me. And I was, <laughs> it, was it was just so much acid reflux. Well, I guess. Yeah. And my body was like getting acclimated to having that food on a weekly basis. So I had to change my diet and I went to the, um, uh, the grilled fish tacos. Okay. Hey yeah. man, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, they're, they're tasty. Every, every now and again though, I would splurge because you'd see everyone else getting the en- enchiladas. What, what is it? The, uh, Sonora, um, Enchilada. There was. They even had a burger. They have a burger there. Mm. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. It's got like hatch hatch chilies on it or something. Um, not even. No, it's called the Cuco Burger, and it was just a straight up burger. It was just something burger. tells me this is not related to the Burbank Duck. <laughs> <laughs> but but when I would splurge, just because I like tacos, I think I like the 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 portability of them. Um, I would splurge and get some like red meat tacos and um. It, when I was doing that, though, I was I always considered it that I was a uh, tacos al carbone scoring. <laughs> I was a little early. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is Jimmy Pot. <laughs> oh, I tried to play it again. Oh well. <laughs> I had it we're ready though, there because I went to last week. We were late. Yeah. This week we were early. Well, because I was like, oh, let me go look at the Don Cuco menu um, and see if they have. <laughs> Uh, the thing, and then I heard you starting to wind it down. I was like, "Shit, let me get to the soundboard." <laughs> All right, locations: Toluca Lake, downtown Burbank, and Simi Valley. So okay. the Simi Valley location is related to the Toluca Lake and downtown right. Burbank locations. So those ones are related. The one that's in Moore Park is not related. That's Correct. the guy that defected, and <laughs> he's taking. He's like, "Like it or not, I'm yeah. taking your name." So now let me look and see if there's a burger here. Uh, yeah, Cuco Burger. The Cuco Burger. A hamburger, a <laughs> cheeseburger, and a Cuco Burger, which is uh, it's topped with tomatoes, onions, grilled pineapple, served with French fries and salad. Oh, That's okay. Terrific. So you're right. It is a little, a little bit of the uh, 
the more unique than what I sure, thought. Yeah. I thought it was just because I've never gotten it. I, I mean, I, I'll go to a Mexican place. I'll get. Uh, I'll try everything that's on the menu, but not yeah. the burger. Yeah. So yeah, no no reason to for us to go to the uh, Burbank one. Which do you prefer then, the Simi Valley or yeah. the Moore Park? Oh one? yeah, yeah. The one out there, they don't like it. It's it's. I think it's this. It's not even necessarily the service. It's the food quality out there. Yeah. It's funny you say out there because both Simi Valley and Moore Park are the same to me. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so. they're all, it's all out there. It's all out west. <laughs> exactly. In so, the boonies. Uh, other housekeeping. I did want to mention that this is episode 138, and I don't anticipate that you know what this is, but is there anything that that number reminds you of? 138? No. Yeah. All right, here we go. I'm going to know this song. We are. They're like Dead Kennedys or something? Close. Misfits. Okay. That was very high school for me. Um, and of- David, who's 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 the band that had the the, the huge Widow's Peak? Like down yeah, to that's, their... Yeah, that's, that's the Misfits. That's the Misfits? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, that's called the Devil Lock, I think is Ooh. what they call it. Uh, so we are 138. What did I put here in my notes? Ah, the true origin, I just want to talk about, the, of We Are 138 is quite simple. Straight from Glenn Danzig's mouth. 138 was just something he and his friends thought up as kids. It was code or something, meaning the ability to kill without thinking twice about it. So Glenn Danzig just thought of it being an edgy kid. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, uh, here is We Scoring 138, a v- absolutely terrible rave DJing up. We Are 138 <laughs> with Carbon Scoring. <laughs> really getting to the, the bad part first, huh? Yeah, yeah, just getting this out of the way. Oh, I like how the, it goes down. Oh! You know what this sounds like? It sounds like when your kid rolls the window down in the back and you start getting that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I pull the dad. I'm like, close that I, uh, window. Or I crack mine. So that you know, I was. <laughs> I can't stand it yeah. now. But I used to do that when we were driving with friends uh, to Vegas. And we'd be going oh, 85, God. 90. And you'd roll down even a quarter of the way. And everyone. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> everyone. Shut the window, yeah. man. I think that bothered me. For the first 10 years I was driving. And then all of a sudden one day I was like, what is the sound? I hate the sound. Um, so anyway. It's, it's your eardrums yeah. doing this. <laughs> so my mom, who huh. grew up in Phoenix, right? I'm a kid growing up in Westchester here in L.A. Right. And she would always, as a snack, make me a cheese crisp. And I was like, uh, I mean, okay, whatever. It's good. It's like a tortilla. You put cheese on it. You throw it in the oven. And it's like, and it's basically like a cheese li- or a, a sauceless pizza. Right. Well, mm-hmm. Jim Atkins p- posts a Google search from his own phone to his stories on the 26th on uh, May 26th and said, and he, it's him Googling the history of the cheese crisp. <laughs> so I grew up saying, oh, my mom used to call tortillas or uh, uh, quesadillas 
cheese crisps. I thought that was so weird, but she's white, whatever. But Jim writes so important on this uh, Google image or this Google <laughs> screenshot that he wrote. And here's what it says about the cheese crisp. Not much is known about the origins of this appealing appetizer, but on the website, Everyday Southwest, the author claims cheese crisps originated in the Tucson area and made its way up to the valley. This popular appetizer is a staple at the Casa, Casa Reynoso restaurant in Tempe. So, dude, it's a very Arizona thing, and it's very mm. different than a quesadilla. Uh, and and Jim wants everybody to know that this is so important. I just thought it was funny because I grew up having cheese crisps as like a snack and then grew up further thinking my mom was just calling quesadillas a cheese crisp and I am wrong. <laughs> it is a very different thing. And Jim wants everybody to know. And uh, finally, the what is it? Something Loud Tour was announced today. And I'm so glad uh, we always seem to like, you know, pod on Sunday or maybe Monday and then always news gets released on Tuesday. So... <laughs> So finally, so finally, here we are on the break. Uh, this episode will still come out next week, and this will be old news. But the Something Loud tour. Let's talk about speculations. Obviously, this EP is called Something Loud. It's going to be heavy. It's going to be their Van Weezer. Justin, what say you? <laughs> I think you're right with all of the the branding. If we're just going to talk about the design yeah. of the of the poster, I mean that alone yeah, looks Rick's like main is front oh, and center yeah, on dude. this. The fonts there, they're all metal fonts. Yeah. So I just imagine they're going to be going. They're going to be going 11 out of 10 yes. with the, every one of those songs. I'm they're not going to be playing so Hear You excited, Me. Yeah. I'm going to predict, too, Justin, that Something Aloud will have a new Tom song. You think so? I don't mm. know. That seems, like an, uh, that seems like a safe prediction I can always make for every record. But yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want to believe. I want to believe. I know, it's been several episodes or it's been several uh, cycles. Albums. Yeah. 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 So that is what my theory is. That's my best theory, uh, ah. if I may. Um, and that is all I have for housekeeping. All right. Uh, unless you have anything else. No, that's it. Uh, shall we jump into, Justin, our stats for this song? Yeah, let's do it, man. I want to see what these numbers right, are the like. The song is Carbon Scoring. Uh, the album <laughs> is Singles. Also, this is the song that they did for Back from the Dead Motherfucker. Uh, and on Discogs, the Discogs entry uh, just says that it was released in 94. Uh, this has Temper Tantrum, Aquanaut Drinks Coffee, Hup Scratch, Spaceman Spliff, Pine Wyatt Carrier, uh, Liburnum, Shown Theory, Safe House, Jimmy Eat World, Haskell Pinko, Ryan Kennedy, Horace Pinker, Drew, Fort Damases, mm. and The Moderates uh, on this. Uh, vinyl release back from the dead motherfucker wooden blue records uh we'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit uh it is track 10 of 11 on singles 8 of 14 in japan 10 of 12 in germany uh 10 of 17 or track 2 on side b of back from the dead motherfucker released in 94 produced by larry elia uh and produced means recorded and mixed by larry elia at mind's eye digital um and I reached out to Larry and got nothing back. <laughs> um, so yeah, recorded at Mind's Eye Digital. They have a website, but it it's like very old. Um, writing credits, Jimmy World Singer, Tom? Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I guess I could have confirmed with Mitch because uh, I spoke with him because this is a Mitch Porter track. Uh, so yeah. here's what I had for a label. Uh, it is a wooden blue record, but remember they got into some tax issues and it was like, well, if you don't 
file for taxes for your business. We're going to like take you to court or something like that. So they shut down. But then they released this Back from the Dead motherfucker vinyl as Oak Family Shuttle. And that was one of my uh, questions. I think I reached out to uh, not Jeremy Yoakum, but the other one uh, from Wooden Blue Records uh, to find out what Oak Family Shuttle meant. And uh, uh, I don't have a lot of information, unfortunately. <laughs> it is a now... A, currently a do I get a pickle with that track uh, no demo uh, noted uh, never played that I could tell no notable high note or low note from 7,849 listeners it's got 27.8 thousand scrobbles nine of which are from me Justin how many do you have you tripled mine man I've only got three nice <laughs> uh, and no tune bat denied um, there's not a lot but on it's this. fast it's fast um and I'll, I'll prove it to you later um, how fast it is. Um, but, Justin, in the meantime, would you like to go over lyrics? Yeah. And guess what? I can pull up the lyrics because one time in the past we needed lyrics from uh, something. And uh, we were given the Japanese liner notes for the singles album, which includes the lyrics. Right. So, and, the, and they're exciting. a little bit different. Uh, oh, you looked at them. Yeah, I did. I see. I grabbed the uh I, I screenshot them from our uh from the drive just to have them as sure as a little bit of a backup. But you can check me since I'm gonna be reading my annotations. Yeah, of course. So here we go. Uh we can talk about the pronunciation of this for the uh, the how to say it, but I th- I think it's I've always said carbon scoring, but the way that uh that I think we heard it in or we will listen to it in the film that it's featured in is carbon scoring. Oh <laughs> you know? <laughs> I see. It's the emphasis that you're. Uh, it's the cold pizza. Uh, right. Yeah. Phenomena. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Got it. laughs> Carbon scoring. So here we go. These are the lyrics for this. Uh, not a ton, but we've got some decent stuff to work with, and and at least it's clear, clear enough where we have some kind of reference point. So I'll go. Uh, I don't even have this listed as a as a verse, but I'm assuming this is going to be the verse. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, here we go. My only cold. I fought. Here I am. Frozen in time, I find, away from you, pave the way. Uh, I think, here we go, here we go, uh, is he's about to tell a story, and it's affected him negatively. Maybe it made him sick, like not necessarily ill, but just maybe in his mind. Um, he's stuck in this moment. Here I am, frozen in time, I find. Uh, he's stuck in this moment, but he wants to get away, and maybe he's going to let her do it for him. Um, I'm going to let you get me out of this, almost like I, I know how to... Push your buttons enough to where you're going to say, get out of here, man. I don't want you anymore. So it's uh, my only cold I fought. I think this is the only issue in his life, and he's ready to let it go. And that line's not even in the liner notes. No. no. Yeah, there's no it's like my mostly only cold all I the lines that you're mentioning, uh, a lot of the lines you're mentioning are just not even here listed in the Japanese liner notes. Yeah. Uh, away from you. And that's okay. Yeah, I can't stand still. That That's in a different spot down below. Yeah. They're all mixed up in that yeah. one. I wonder if he just like typed it out for the Japanese release by memory. Yeah, right. He's like, oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> Frozen. Either that or, or they're they're really into uh, Encino Man. That's right. <laughs> I made an Encino or an Encino Man reference was made to me, and I really enjoyed it because uh, it was uh, not lost on me. Uh, in that, a friend of mine lives in Encino and talked about digging his own pool because he got a quote 
for this small pool he wanted to build. It was going to be $75,000. He was like, oh, man, I'll just do it in Encino Man style. And I was like, yes, dude. <laughs> I Oh, my goodness, man. Yeah. I, you know, that's to me, I always think, oh, there's not going to be any purchase for a house that's over 20000 A new roof is going to be $20,000. Uh, solar is going to be maybe twenty four, twenty five thousand. Wow. You're going to get... Uh, a new a new mainline run from the street. Who can things? Who can I afford know. to live life? I mean, it's. I guess you get the joy of the pool out of it, but I don't know, man. I don't know if I'd... 75000 for a small a pool? A small pool, Justin. You've seen the rug in my living room? It was maybe going to be that big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely... I feel like you could go on Reddit and learn if you spent... Dude, I, I told them. I was weeks. like, you could fit a bobcat through the side the side walkway of your house, dude. Just dig it out one day. Rent it for yeah. whatever, 150 bucks for the day, plus insurance, and then you'll be good. Yeah. It'd probably take a couple days to dig out, I guess, but I don't know, man. Get a couple of cases of beer, yeah. get you and I out there. Yeah, you get started at like eight AM, you're good. You're good to go. Set <laughs> by eight PM, you're you're blasted and got yourself a pool. Just put water you in guys it. You're can't done. Go now. I call the pizza dude. Yeah. We know how to party, dude. That's right. <laughs> okay. Dang. Okay. So second uh second line here or second block. And cause I can't stand still, they'll leave you down and out. And when your face gets here, I'll stab you in the back. This just to me sounds like a toxic relationship or uh, or one that's on its way out. Yeah, and maybe it's like he's this trying song to has do his every own other thing. line in the liner notes. <laughs> I, right, to clear the way. I see a clear the way down there. It's Is almost that, like they translated it to Japanese first and then translated it back to English. You know what? That might be right. How weird, right? That might actually make sense. Translate.google.com. Copy, paste. All right, good, done. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. If you want to, if if you want to copy and paste that and just try it and see what happens, yeah, I'll do I that. I'll you, do that while you while you read. Go ahead. Yes. So uh, <laughs> I wish I had a Christy like Brewer that we could uh, attribute some of this to. <laughs> play it and put it into. Uh, yeah, then you can put it into uh, text to speech. Oh, yep. <laughs> so oh yeah, the oh yeah. So the second half of this here, uh, maybe he's trying to do his own thing, or even just uh, he's the one that's traipsing around, and when she gets there. He's gonna give it to her straight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and when your when your face gets here, when I see you face to face, I'll stab you in the back. I don't know if there's em- emphasis on the on the you, but um, I'll stab you in the back. Oh, and there's this one cool part that I don't know if you heard. Uh, right at one minute, hey, maybe if we listen to the track, uh, yeah, it's uh, cool, man. You hear both of them, but it sounds like it sounds like all four of them in the room go, hey. Oh, sick! I love that. Yeah, it's not super loud, but it's very it's very cool when you hear it. And then they jump into the guitar break. So now we've got uh, what I consider the second verse here. Tell me now. I need to know how long. Clear the way. Don't make me wait all day. With you, from you, pave my way. Uh, maybe he wants her to make the decision. Again, like he was saying, um, you, you're going to make the, you're going to pave the way for me. So he's maybe he wants her to make this choice um, or allow this breakup to proceed. Uh, he, either yeah. way, he wants to get her consent. And then let them move on. I buy it. Yeah. Now that's the second verse, and I this one's formatted differently. This one's on three lines. It's not like this the second block that I did. So I can't remember if this is the chorus or if this is just another like third verse. But this is how it goes here. It's a long way home. Can't you find your way? I'm a trampoline. I think he wants to go home. He wants her to go home alone. He's sending her on her way. Uh, and the trampoline comment is everything she says is just bouncing off of him. I'm I'm invincible, and uh, whatever it is, whatever you say to me, 
What is that? How does that that kid saying go? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I am rubber. You're I'm rubber. Whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. Yeah, right. So I think that's what he he's referencing with being a trampoline is that I'm um you can jump on me, but I'm always gonna push you back. I have to. And then the most obscure lyrics here: "Lift me up." And this is why I went and grabbed the Japanese one. The lyrics there is "Lift me up over Fahrenheit." I'm a trampoline. I. <laughs> And uh, does he does he want to rise like the phoenix when he says uh, over Fahrenheit? Is he being cooked, burnt, uh, charred? Will he come out on top of all this? Uh, does he just not care about her at all? Like I'm a trampoline. That's his, I'm I'm gonna re- re- um, uh, restate that right. There. So not a lot. I think it's a it's another relationship song, and uh, it's just two people that don't get along really well, and they're this uh, the narrator is trying to push her to let them break up. Was oh, there any uh, any fruit from I've the... I've got to do... I went English to Japanese. I need to swap these Japanese to English. Let's go. Right. Here we go. Carbon scoring. Come on. I'm here. It will frozen. It will freeze soon. I found a way away from you. I can't stand still. Those guys will abandon you. I want to know how long it will take now. Open the way. Don't let me wait all day with you away from you. Let's prepare my way. Those who can't stand still will abandon you. I'll stab you from your back. It's far from home. Do you know your way? I'm a trampoline. <laughs> Lift me up. <laughs> I don't know why I'm a trampoline was so funny in uh, Japanese. <laughs> I'm a trampoline. English, but uh, have you have you just unlocked a really cool way to to create lyrics? Yeah. You know how you have you ever written lyrics out and you go, God, this is like this is like ten year old me wrote yeah, this. Yeah, totally. What if what if you took those lyrics and then translated them to Japanese right. and then back? Then they actually get yeah, cool. super deep. So yeah. deep that that ass to sleep. I'm gonna send you this. Uh, I'm gonna send you. I love the Google Translate app. It's so good. It's actually better than the Google, Translate.google.com because I was trying to put this into Translate.google.com. It's like we can't translate scanned in PDFs, and I was like, what? <laughs> what can you translate? Like if I hand wrote it, <laughs> right? That seems useless. Um. So yeah, that was actually pretty cool. Um, I'm a trampoline. Mm. <laughs> I'm a trampoline. Uh, so uh, that is that is the God. That's amazing. I guess English to Japanese to English uh, <laughs> lyrics. There, I think it was a valid effort. It yeah. It, uh, I believe that might have been what happened. Maybe somebody translated it back. Yeah. You know how it's like there's there's people can tell when you've translated your stuff using Google. Yeah, absolutely. Or any kind of translation tool, rather than uh, you you don't really speak the language, do you? Yeah, Yeah. yeah. No gracias. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, so yeah, that that's a uh, it, it's a cool track. Let's go ahead and start analyzing it. Um, mm-hmm. Here is the note from the liner notes. Um, uh, let's see. Let's see. Here's the link to the liner notes. Okay. Let me read this here. This is from singles, right? From the singles album, Carbon Scoring, recorded and mixed by Larry Elia at Mind's Eye Digital. Oak Family Shuttle 002. So Oak Family Shuttle is the uh is the <laughs> uh, I guess um what's it called uh subsidiary of Wooden Blue Records that released Back from the Dead motherfucker. The Wooden Blue record label collapsed when the state of Arizona threatened jail terms if they didn't get their tax situation squared away. The Oak Family Shuttle label was the Wooden Blue team's attempt to start scrolling back over to the beginning because scrolling on Google Drive is no good. Um, 
uh, again appears <laughs> on a local compilation 12 inch which was pressed but never formally released i played this for zach and we both freaked out on how fast we used to be yes it is very fast uh digits and carbon scoring were the last songs we recorded with our first bass player mitch porter um and so that is where i got that information from um oak family shuttle uh so there was a q a with jeremy yokum and uh i found this uh little ditty interesting this is from so much silence.com a q a with jeremy yokum co-founder of wooden blue records and uh here's what so much silence.com had to ask i had heard you might be selling some of the music at the show we're gonna sell the compilation because the compilation came out under what we called oak family shuttle records because wooden blue got shut down so we had oak family shuttle presents wooden blue records back from the dead motherfucker that was released after everything was dead so by the time it was finally released everything was dead and we didn't really release it properly so we just sat on it. so we still sat on a bunch of them um which is a fun little uh, uh, thing. Oh, there's more information. How many do you have? I have no idea. 500 were pressed. I bet only 300 were sold. Whether or not we still have the 200, Jim might have some. Joel has some. I had some. Some of them have probably been stored poorly and are warped. So the comp is mostly what you'll sell. The comp and T-shirts for the show with the band with the logo made for the show, and that's what re- that's what's really funny too. We're having a backdrop backdrop of that made too. Having shirts, it looks pretty flashy and slick, which totally which is totally what Wooden Blue Records was not. Um, uh, sorry, the, a lot of the HTML formatting is weird. Like all the apostrophes are like weird yeah. European and Russian <laughs> symbols. So <laughs> I was doing my best to. Uh, to figure it out but i believe this was when they did the yeah december 20th 2011 this is when they did that um wooden blue records benefit show featuring jimmy world aquanauts drinks coffee haskell and i couldn't even begin to tell you what this says because it's so messed up uh takes place friday at crescent ballroom with all proceeds benefiting phoenix children's hospital um so yeah a pretty cool thing and uh and uh, all that. There is ASCAP information, and it applies the song to Richard E. Birch. Man, but, uh, he gets so much we, credit. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, Birch, I have man. a feeling it's just like, you know, Rick is the machine that is Jimmy E. World. Um, but uh, I did reach out to our friend Mitch Porter uh, and asked him a little bit about carbon scoring specifically. Uh, I, I think I said I assume that it has to do with the scene from Star Wars um and because of that i made ah, i gotta play you this i made a version of the song <laughs> let's actually do this real quick uh With remember the in March the early 2000s <gasps> remember in the early 2000s it was cool to sample a movie and put that oh, quote sure. in your song so of course i made this Here. It looks like people are seeing a lot of action. Ah! So that's good. so sick, dude. Dude, it works so well, right? It does. So yeah, 
I sent that to I sent that to Mitch. He didn't comment directly on that, but I thought he would get a kick out of it. Uh, here's what Mitch had to say: "Such a rad song. If I'm not mistaken, that was the last one I recorded. And you are correct. That is exactly what the title refers to: is that scene in Star Wars. But keep in mind that doesn't mean that's what the song's about." Uh, and I said, uh, "Oh yeah, the singles album says that this and Digits were your last tracks. Were they in the same session with Larry?" And uh, Mitch says, no, I think Carbon Scoring was done separate of all that for some weird, weird compilation album we did. I think that's the only album that I don't own that I actually played on, so I kind of feel bad about that a little bit. Digits would have been way earlier, so I find that I found that kind of interesting. Huh. That, uh, I mean, way earlier. Both songs were probably released in 94, so I mean, like, w- way earlier is uh, uh, relative, right? Right. Um, uh, but uh, so then... I send him, and we'll talk about Stitches and Grooves. Stitches and Grooves has some incredible scans of the... Well, they're not scans of the artwork. I actually would like high-res scans. But on the Jimmy Eat World page, did you happen to look at this, uh, Justin, um, from Stitches and Grooves at all? No, no. Check out the image in the... So uh, it came with like a zine, the Back from the Dead motherfucker thing. Um, And on the Jimmy Eat World page... The front and center image is of one Mr. Oh, there Mitch he Porter. is. So uh, I, I sent it to him. I was like, dude, it's funny that you said that you don't own this because check out the Jimmy Eat World page. It says C score, which is, I guess, what they uh, talk, called carbon scoring. Uh, Jimmy Eat World, Tom, Mitch, Jim, Zach. Uh, what does that say? Recorded by Larry at, at Mind's Eye. Tom sings this song. So it is a Tom song. Uh, thank you. Wooden Blue and Bones on this compilation. And thank you, Mitch Porter. So uh, it's interesting that they thanked Mitch Porter specifically because theoretically he wasn't out of the band until 95, I thought. Um, but maybe it was late 94. Um, but uh, but yeah, you got the uh, Industry for Outer Space P.O. Box uh, stamp on there and then just the word buy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm pretty sure that's Jim's serial killer handwriting there. Yeah, it looks um, very familiar. Yeah, but yeah, pretty cool that 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 the picture of the band is of Mitch yeah. Porter playing a jazz bass. Yeah, it's sick. And look at those pants, man. Those are oh some, man, those are jinkos. Oh, baby. for sure. Yeah, those are those are pipes. <laughs> I mean, maybe not, but those are yeah, those are definitely pipes. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it was uh, fun chatting with Mitch about it a little bit, and uh, he says, "Wow, look at the fr- uh, front, look at me, front and center." Um, and I sent him also the liner notes uh, from the thing, and I told him we got to get you a copy of this thing. Uh, and uh, what does he say here? Oh, <laughs> he shared this with me, which was really sad. Um, in other Jimmy Eat Pod news, did you see they shut down the Circle K that Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure was filmed at in Tempe? Ah, oh, and. I said, oh, no, that's terrible news. And so there's a great video of a bunch of fans uh, visiting the uh, Circle K here. Let's all play a little bit of the audio. Played a pivotal role in the movie Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It's closing. So tonight, a special send off our Christine Stanwood uh, live near Southern and Hardy and Christine fans kind of taking it all in tonight. All right. Yeah, you could feel it in the atmosphere, too. It was a special screening of the 80s cult classic film. 90s. It was shown on part oh, no, of the Circle 80s, K, yeah. where part of the film uh, was actually shot. A lot of fans had a lot to say about this gas station. 
Okay, so I'm going to skip past the fans because I want you to hear the end part. And there's another screening happening tonight at 1045. Uh, I heard people are going to be excellent to each other. Reporting in Tempe, Christine Stanwood, ABC 15, Arizona. Well, we now know what your weekend plans are, Christine. Okay, so sorry. They, the, I didn't go. I, I went back a little too far, but uh, they hinted at it toward the end. She's never seen the movie. Oh, my goodness. So I tweeted at her to see if she had finished the movie, and she liked the tweet, but she did not respond. Because she said she was going to watch it that weekend, which means that she was definitely not going to watch it. So I wanted to hold her to it. <laughs> Strange to things are afoot at the yeah, Circle man. K. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People tell me that they're going to be excellent to each other. She don't know. Um, so uh, before I hijack this, uh, did you find anything interesting? I've got like another few things I wanted to go, talk go about. Go ahead and continue. Uh, let me see if there's anything else. I just had... I, okay, well, I do have the quote, but did you go to the, I love this, the the Wikipedia, just to get the full? No, I did not. Uh, I might have gone, I might have gone to Wikipedia to confirm that, I was like, I'm pretty sure this is a Star Wars reference. Right, and yeah, you're right, it, and so it's just a little bit more beyond what we heard um, Luke uh-huh. Skywalker saying, but it says, uh, the quote here. Oh is, yeah, and I didn't play the the clean clip here, let me actually play that real quick. I, play, I yeah. played it in context with the thing, but here's the, here's the one little line here. Carbon scoring here. Looks like you boys have seen a lot of action. So he's referring. He's cleaning C three. He's cleaning R two D two after he and Uncle Owen bought Repo and R two D two from the uh, from the the Jawas. Um, the Jawas. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead, please. Oh, as a very very brief uh, mention here, it just says carbon scoring was a type of burned residue mark left by low grade gas on the plating of droids and starships. After their experience escaping from the Tantive Four and venturing through the Junlin Wastes, both both C-3PO and R2-D2 had a lot of carbon scoring, something Luke Skywalker noted when he examined them. That's right. So I'll get back to that a little bit because I got... Uh, actually, here, I'll, 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 let's do it right now. Ten minutes into this podcast that I found on, uh, on SoundCloud. This podcast was published two months ago. Big T and Lil T, a Star Wars podcast, Carbon Scoring, episode 95. Let me jump to 10 minutes in here. Oh, Resistance X-Wings? Part of the ship falls apart, and so they have to uh, get it back to space worthiness, I guess. He mentions carbon scoring, which I love. That's obviously a nod. A lot of carbon scoring. Uh, That is something that we uh, see with R2-D2 and Luke. All the way back from New Hope. Uh, we also, Pelly mentions this to uh, Mando and Mandalorian. So it's a nice little touch. And now it's here. It's in Resistance. Or it was in Resistance and now Mandalorian because we're watching it out of order. But that's okay. It's all good. Carbon Soaring is awesome. I love that. I love that little thing uh, <laughs> that they mentioned there. Uh, so we have a mission at Datooine. Now. So yeah, that's uh that's a little bit. I listened to all all the way up to. T- I was like, well, he called the episode carbon scoring. He's got to talk about it at some point, and uh, that was where I found it ten minutes in. Um, and that's Big T, Little T, a Star Wars podcast. Um, but really, it's just that one dude talking the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you want to real quick? Since I have, I I uploaded the, um, I. I sort of fibbed. I it wasn't the full on flack. I converted the flack to the high, of course, the highest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I even noticed quality. that. Like when you when you after you had told me that, I realized that the version that I have in my iTunes is I ripped it from the CD. It's in pretty high res. But for some reason, I was yeah. really lazy when I made my Star Wars version 
of the song and I just ripped the YouTube version. And yeah, it sounds like re- really shitty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but let's listen to this clean copy. Okay, here we go. It's only two and a half minutes. Harmonies, man. Yeah, it's so good. There's some of those guitar harmonies. And in about five seconds for the hay. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. It took me a long time to realize that the first turn right here, everything drops out except for the drums for the roll. And then they do the all out. Oh, I hear you saying. I didn't notice the first time I listened. I love this outro. Yeah. Sounds a little bit like Blink to me. Oh, maybe that's why I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Wait till later. I got a gift for you. Yeah, I hear the Blink. I hear a little bush in there a little bit. Yeah. Love those guitar harmonies, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's rich. (laughs) I can't wait to play you the thing. Okay. (laughs) Me for my glass and you from yours. (laughs) That's my uh, Vincini laugh. Yeah. Uh, All right. Speaking of laughing, is is there anything else you wanted to mention? Because, yes, that sounds pristine. Uh, I should make a new Carbon Scoring Wars uh, version using the clean version of the track. Well, and this is a shot in the dark, a question for you, since you're a filmsman. Yes. Um, do you know of any reference of this quote um, back from the dead motherfucker? Do you know where that came from at all? It sounds so like... I mean, my guess at that time, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Or it- uh, My Boyfriend's Back, if you remember that one. Which has a lot of the same cast as Buffy the yeah. Vampire Slayer. <laughs> um, my boyfriend's back was also really good, but it wouldn't have had that much cursing in it. Maybe Buffy would have. And I thought, and can we talk about? Go ahead. Can we, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna give you a hot take right here Hit since me. we're talking about it. I prefer the Buffy film to uh, the TV show. Well, well, oh God, what's her name now? 
Well, Christy Swanson is a little problematic these days. <laughs> and I do prefer, like, yeah, I don't know. I love Sarah Michelle Gellar. I prefer Christy Swanson's Buffy. I agree. I'm going to agree. I like that hot take. I like that. Nice. I like your comment. I love Luke better. Perry. I love Paul Rubens. I like, uh, I can't think of the actor that plays the big baddie, but he's like a big, he's like not a small, he's not small potatoes. Um, uh, David, David Arquette. Um, let's see. Oh, there's David Arquette yeah. in there too. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I love the Buffy film. And when they did the TV show, I was like, that was the first time that I was like, I did the fan backlash thing. I was like, what? No, you can't do that. You can't recast Buffy. I, I was like, well, Christy Swanson better be in it. And she wasn't. And I enjoy the Buffy TV show, but I prefer the film. Yeah, I think it was good. Anyway. It's very much. I think the Buffy TV show for me was like Dawson's Creek and um, One Tree Hill was for certain generations. Where it, Sure. Yeah. You could enjoy it for what it was. And I think it had a good storyline, but I preferred the movie, too. Yeah. So I'm looking. Yeah. I'm looking online to see where else this would be from this line. Oh, this looks like maybe an army of dark, like a Dawn of the Dead, or not a Dawn of the Dead, the Evil Dead. Like maybe it could have been in the Evil Dead. But and I even I'm thought by searching there. for it with quotes, I find something. Since all, yeah, all those did, shows yeah. would be have had at least their script uh, digitized, but nothing, nothing came up. I didn't, I couldn't find it in a book. It did come up. It it did come up as a. Uh, a quote from GTA Five. White male, overweight. Grand Theft Auto Five. Dead man walking. Michael in body bag. Wake yeah. up. Back from the dead. The fat deposits on his hips and abdomen suggest a fondness for bleeder burgers. See? Ah! Oh, Jesus! Ah! Back from the dead, ah! motherfucker! Well, I guess that's where it's from. Yeah, I mean, but not, and that's the only other thing. Grand Theft Auto Five. Even but. when I even when I subtracted GTA from it, I I still could find it. Oh, good call. So I didn't know yeah. if you knew in the back of your head what it was from. No, I I think um, like let me look up uh back from the dead motherfucker Buffy. Nothing back from the dead motherfucker Evil Dead Yellow Wolf. Yeah, and then same thing. I I put in minus Yella too. Interesting. No, unfortunately, I okay. don't. You know yeah. what? Uh, 484JEPOD, if anyone out there, anyone you, out yeah. there knows. Did you search back from the dead motherfucker on IMDb? Well, um, I did not. See, there's something from now. 2014. Ned, okay, okay, Ned Luke as Michael Townley DeSanta. Yeah, that's that. That's uh, the one we just... Oh, Grand Theft Auto yeah. see. okay. Yeah, that's the only thing that comes up on IMDb. Now, let me, let me do two words. Let's see if that comes up with anything. That doesn't come up with anything on IMDb. Tales from the Hood. What you saying? We dead, motherfucker? If we dead, then what are we doing in the funeral home with your crazy ass? <laughs> That's really good, David. <laughs> but that was 95. Yeah. Tales from the Hood was 95. Tales from the Hood. Man. Yeah. I think I had to I had to really ask my mom nicely to, to rent that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she realized what I got myself into. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, all right, yeah, man, I don't. That's a bummer. Let the, I mean, I'd ask Jeremy, but I mean, like, it very much is like the record label is dead. We back from the dead, motherfucker. But then by the time they got the record press, they were very much uh, still dead, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, uh, uh, but that's a good question. I wish, I wish it were uh, more uh, succinct. Yeah. So, I had quoted the Stitches and Grooves post, but it's too good. It's 
this dude rips apart this vinyl. Really? And so what I wanted to do, let's actually do our, our patented, let's read an article on the podcast, but let's go back and forth right. because it's long enough to be too long for a monologue, but too good not to read. Um, so I'll start, uh, I'll start the first paragraph and you can jump in. The second. Perfect. All right. March 11th, 2011 posted by stitches and grooves. Various artists, wooden blue records back from the dead motherfucker with a asterisk on the U. Let me start off by saying this is hands down the worst packaging I've ever seen for any record in my collection or otherwise. To be honest, I knew very little of this comp prior to winning it on eBay. I only knew it featured Jimmy Eat World song, a Jimmy Eat World song and pre-Jimmy Eat World bands on it that Jim Adkins was in. Had I known the packaging was so shitty, I wouldn't even have com- contemplated bidding on the auction, even though my Jimmy Eat World collection would be incomplete without it. Even for DIY releases, this comp takes the cake. If you happen to bake cakes <laughs> with horse manure. Before I get into the specifics of why this is the worst release I've ever seen, let's get down to some pressing info. Only 200 copies of this comp were pressed. It's long out of print and was released in the early 90s by a label out of Arizona, Wooden Blue Records. This Jimmy Eat World carbon scoring song can only be found on this comp. The jacket, and I use that term as loosely as possible, (laughs) is just a plain stock white jacket that companies use to print real jackets. Not only that, (laughs) the ones I bought to store some test presses I have are thicker and of better quality. And I knew beforehand that the blank stock jackets I ordered solely to store test presses that came with no jacket were cheap all the way around. So that tells you the poor quality of the jacket used for this comp. A real release that was sold to fans. To top things off, or to put the fly atop the manure pile, there is no legit artwork for this comp. I have never seen anything quite like this before. Someone just photocopied however many copies he needed per however many copies of this comp he got pressed, in this case, 500, and pasted them onto the front and back of the jacket to make the artwork. And to add further dismay, the artwork doesn't even cover the entire jacket. It's just pasted probably with a glue stick, I might add, in the middle of the jacket. It's the same size and thickness as a sheet of regular printer paper. There is also zero color for this artwork. It's all black and white. One bright side for this comp is that it does come with a booklet, not just an insert, but even with uh, that one little bright spot peeking through, there's a huge flaw with it. The booklet is the kind of thing that's handed out as a program for school plays and concerts. You know, the kind, something that the school secretary printed out in the main office and stapled together to make it into a booklet that easily fits into a back pocket or purse. This booklet is also done in black and white and was mass photocopied, much like the artwork for this comp. On to the actual record. The center labels are also stock, most likely. As in they are whatever the pressing plant had lying around as leftovers or something they wanted to get rid of. There is no writing, logos, band names, nothing except for a few stars. The record also sounds like ass. But hey, at least the record did come in a dust sleeve. (laughs) I'm fully aware. I'm fully aware of DIY releases, and I have many DIY records in my collection that aren't of the highest quality. But compared to this disaster, they look like masterpieces. From the looks of things, corners were cut and costs uh, were kept to a bare bones minimum with this comp. I'll read half of this one. The final icing on this steam manure pile. 
that is now 10 stories high is the moron who is still selling this comp on eBay, doesn't know how to ship LPs properly. As my copy showed up with the biggest, longest seam split I have ever seen. It stretches the entire length of the bottom of the jacket. So essentially, there are two openings where I could take the record out. (laughs) Amazingly, the bottom corner held together. Otherwise, the jacket would just be a giant flap that opened up like a misfolded pizza box. I expected some damage to the record when I saw how it was shipped, (laughs) just sandwiched between two pieces of cardboard taped together, but nothing that severe. When I contacted the seller to display my dis to yeah to display my displeasure with his horrendous shipping job and to explain to him how to properly ship records so the next fellow who buys something from him doesn't have the same thing happen to them, I was met with a meager response, kind of like a shrug of the shoulders. He definitely didn't heed my advice, well instructions really, but did ask if I wanted a replacement jacket or a refund. I responded whichever was easiest for you, and a few minutes later I was issued a full refund. No more questions asked or exchanged messages. From that, I took that he's fully aware that he ships records poorly and doesn't care about it, nor does he care about his reputation because he told me not to leave negative or neutral feedback and didn't even give me a legit official refund. He just sent me the total cost as a direct PayPal payment. So likely so eBay wouldn't have any record he had to give a refund. I won't mention the seller's name, but he's the only person selling this comp on eBay and has been selling copies for about a month now. So be warned about how he ships things. On one hand, I got the record for free, but my copy's jacket is still completely jacked up and I'm still less than impressed with the release as a whole. Personally, I would be embarrassed if I ever released something like this or had any sort of hand in the project at any point. A burnt CDR with the band's name and title written on it would have been better because that way, you know, the band isn't trying to do something fancy or pass it off as a legit release. And then we have some great uh, artwork uh, photos, I guess. I don't know who this uh, is a photo of. Something, 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 wooden blue. Uh, Can you can you make out what this says? I which one? uh, uh, This is the second page. I sold I s- something. I sold my soul to Wooden Blue. I sold my soul oh, to Wooden yeah. Blue. Okay. Um, so that's a photo of some uh, guy in a uh, in a uh, rehearsal space with an Ampeg uh, little mini stack behind him. Oh, man. The word power is written like on that. his forearm I don't know what there. That's, that's about. It could be a little <laughs> questionable. Uh, and then there's some uh, artwork here Aquanaut drinks coffee. Um, and uh, all this uh, Spaceman's Lift, Save House. We'll, we'll talk about yeah. some of these side project bands and stuff. But I, I couldn't let that uh, that Stitches and Grooves thing go. It was too good not to read on the pod. <laughs> Worst packaging ever. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and then, yeah. Uh, yeah. A uh, band called it C-Score, which I thought was interesting. So here is some more Back from the Dead Motherfucker comp info. I pulled this from poppsych.com. Uh, Wooden Blue Records compilation slash Old Jimmy Eat World. So here is, uh, uh, it says, out of print, only 500 pressed, featuring 17 bands from Arizona uh, from 1994, including Jimmy Eat World, Horace Pinker, Carrier, Aquanaut Drinks Coffee, and Shown Theory. And then at the bottom after the track listing, it says, for you Jimmy Eat World fans, Jim Adkins is in Shown Theory and Drew and Rick Birch is in Carrier. So that was great. And that made me go find those songs. Uh, so I thought we would listen to a little bit of yeah. um, the songs that Jim was in. Uh, uh, so Shown Theory has the song Baby Fingers on the comp. It's track eight. Here's a little bit Baby of Fingers. Baby Fingers. Mm-hmm. 
And I believe it's an instrumental track. I definitely hear... Like, and get that this is 94, right? So Jimmy Eat World is doing songs like Carbon Scoring at this time. But this sounds like a static or a clarity Can't track, right? you just right? imagine Jim's, Jim's that his nasally voice coming through? Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Exactly. I think it's the pause here. Yeah. So this is like proto-clarity Jimmy or proto-static Jimmy world. Not really sure what the bass player is doing. Louder here. Oh, snap. Okay, stepping in for a little bit. Oh, yeah, those are the good harmonies. Oh yeah. Oh, there's the vocals. Let's hear where it goes. Like, uh, the bridge might land here if they have one. So let's see. Oh yeah. This kind of sounds like Death Cab. Yeah, it does. Cool. So, cool track, Baby Fingers by Shown Theory. Let's listen to, before we listen to the Drew song, which is wild, uh, let's listen to a little Carrier. I don't know if we listened to this song when we did our Carrier Patreon episode. Um, so this is Planning Steps. This is track six. Makes you want to go skate. Oh, totally. I hope Rick is doing the uh, backup vocals here. Fun. Yeah, that one does not sound so, like we... Uh... Yeah, that didn't sound familiar to me. Um, so finally... Oh, man. This is true. I'll give you $5 to eat your own hand. <laughs> I wrote a comment. LOL. Okay. <laughs> so here is track 15. I'll give you $5 to eat your own hand. I'm going to go ahead and turn the volume down a little bit here. 
And that is, I'll give you five dollars to eat your own hand by Drew. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that was Drew. <laughs> oh man, that was it. Drew? What did? Yeah, what else man. did Drew do? <laughs> uh, Drew probably opened for the Locust. Drew did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's see what else I find. Oh, I found a Jimmy Eat World Online dot com blurb from the web archive, and it says. Uh, all I guess all it really said was Wooden Blue Records, Back from the Dead, Motherfucker, 1995 Oak Family Shuttle, Carbon Scoring, Compilation of Local Arizona Bands, Out of Print, also one of the last songs recorded with Mitch Porter. There was a second blurb I found in the news section of JimmyWorldOnline.com from the archive. This was posted January 26, 2001, pre-9-11. Uh, JimmyWorld.net was hacked, so it will be down temporarily, which I am a fact hilarious i want to find what was now, on i remember <laughs> we found some website was hacked with like some sort of like bondage site right, or something yeah, was, remember? but i don't think it was jimmy world not dot net <laughs> but anyway it says check this out any info leading to the arrest and prosecution for whoever did it will be generously rewarded with cash and or other super rare Jimmy Eat World stuff, like a pair of Jim's undies, the 12-inch comp back from the dead motherfucker, 200 on black, featuring carbon scoring, and Jim and Rick's old bands Drew and Shown Theory, amongst other goodies. Tour news, Jimmy Eat World will be playing the Roxy in LA on the 25th of February. Tickets go on sale here, Ticketmaster. Um, so, yeah, uh, some fun things. Oh, and then I found another one, December 18th, 2000, a blurb. I don't know if any of you have noticed, but there's some information on the official Jimmy Eat World site that's incorrect, like some of the lyrics to Static Prevails, and also the Oak Family Shuttle compilation was not the first releases Jimmy Eat World. Carbon Scoring, which appeared on that compilation, was actually one of the last things to be recorded with the first bassist, Mitch Porter, which would be somewhere between 95 and 96. We'll try to be as precise as we can here. Ha! Ah, well, I, Justin, will be at Nita's Hideaway Show. See you there. Um... So, yeah, there it is from December 18th, 2000. Where were you December 18th, 2000? <sighs> December 18th in 2000. I had not graduated high school. I was at home. Same, yep. I was in 10th grade. Who knows what I was doing? Probably a play. Um, <laughs> uh, Sideband land. Why do I have sideband land open? Oh, I think I went back into this document to see about what other bands like were drew or shown theory mentioned in the old Jimmy world, uh, their archived website history of the band. And no, they weren't necessarily here, uh, but I did highlight cornbread, no longer plaid and no yeah. reason boner, uh, in here. And then I got some information from Emmy 2018 about Mason Cooper, um, having been in the band, uh, and him being in, she says, that he is credited on the Orangewood sessions that Jimmy Eat World did back in 93. So again, while it is Grimace, we're pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that Grimace performed as Jimmy Eat World at some point. I got to find that interview where I found that it was right a name they had used before um, on that old band and then just resurrected it. Like, oh, I remember seeing them play as Jimmy Eat World. Let's, let's play the show as that. Uh, so I had that. And then 10 minutes into that Star Wars pod. So that is all of that. Shall we jump over to community or did you have any other reviews? No, I didn't have any other reviews or anything. Or anything? Um, you got a lot of the stuff. Now, yeah, I just have a few things from community if you want to. Yeah, please. All right. I only have two things and I assume that you've got two of them. Yeah. Well, let's see. One of them's a poll. 
Uh, I don't think I pulled a poll. Okay. So this is a poll. Uh, Jimmy rolled Polorama 3 from Exile on Dayton Street three months ago. This will be the last time I do polls this way for the time being, unless we do a tournament or something later on. But I just wanted to throw these out there since this group of polls will finally give me at least one data point for every song in the catalog. These polls will stay open through February 18th. Here it goes. So they had put together 22 separate polls. Poll number 18 uh, pitted Surviving, the title track from Guess Which Album, against Carbon <laughs> Scoring, non-album track release and singles. Unsure how it relates to the evidence, Luke saw that R2-D2 had been in some battles. And let's see what the resultants are. This is in French, actually. Uh, there were 11 votes. Where do you think the votes went, David? I'm going to say 11 nothing. surviving. <laughs> close, close. It was 10 to 1. 10 to 1, yeah. wow, really? <laughs> yeah, I was surprised. So carbon scoring, uh, yeah, I got one single Some vote. old school fan in there. It's like, <laughs> doesn't like the new stuff. Yeah, he's a purist. Loves all the old stuff. Um, oh, another poll here. This one was Walking on a Wire. So the original, the OG. From five years ago, Static Prevails, Survivor Results. And the results were in. This was the finalists. Um, out of 21 places, it got 20th place. Carbon scoring. That's right. 63%. <laughs> um, only... <laughs> Only to be uh, bested. I, it would it be bested if there's one worse than it? <laughs> Only to, uh, I, guess, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, by New Religion, Durant, oh Duran Duran. <laughs> Not surprising. <laughs> so uh, I, th- I think the writing's on the wall, yeah, Justin. This is not going to be a known. popular episode for you us. You know what? I'm glad we got it out of the way, though. I'm so happy that we have that one in the, and yeah. we can joke about it now. It's in there. Yeah. Um, there is a gem in there, though, in that episode, man. That that bass is just... Yeah. I was. Uh, I had to fan myself after that performance. Uh, let's see what else I got. Oh, what would your one question be submitted two years ago by Ella Bella Medeller? Uh, she said, what question would you ask or what have you asked if you've met or interacted with the band before? Did we show up in this one? I don't know. Oh, you know what? Ackerflight. We weren't in this thread. Ackerflight says, why they don't play opener, carbon scoring, or H model? Those were my fave Jew songs when I was a teenager. I had the pleasure to meet them in backstage one time, but I was excited uh, and forgot to ask them. Um, and then, oh, that's off, off topic, et cetera. You know what? I think yeah. we found out who that one vote for carbon scoring was in the poll. Yeah, Acre there it Light. is. Yeah. So that was the only mention of it in that thread. Uh, and the last one was, I think we've referenced this one a couple of times since we've done singles. This was Mr. Penguin 465 from a year ago. Uh, anyone know what this is? And it's a picture of the cover of, uh, of singles. And unfortunately from Deleted, I like their little response here. Straight out of Phoenix, boys. It's one of the... It's one of the great loves of my life. Highlights include Opener, though I think the Emo Diaries version is better. Carbon Scoring, H Model, and one of their best covers, Spangle. Throw out your arms. <laughs> God, there's a lot of um there's a lot of uh our favorites in here metallic cunt shows up sergeant donuts in here uh jimmy pod this post made me spin it again oops this might be my favorite jimmy world record they're still great but man this takes me back yeah. to a time yeah everyone in here i i keep forgetting i mean i don't keep forgetting but i remember mentioning to you i was like i don't know man i, I guess i see like star wars imagery in the, in the lyrics and i'm looking at the lyrics again here i am frozen in time well han solo was frozen in carbonite and empire um because i can't stand still they'll leave you down and out i don't know that could be any that could refer to any star wars thing sure um 
And when your face gets here, I'll stab you in the back. Um, that could be Darth Vader to Obi-Wan Kenobi. It could be, um, you know, any, any face off there. Um, tell me now I need to know how long clear the way. Don't make me wait all day with you from you pave my way. Um, so, you know, uh, I guess nothing specific there. There was something I also thought was like between Leia and somebody. I mean, could, uh, could with you from you pave my way, way be like going to the, uh, the force, like let the force guide me to the could light be, side. Yeah. But yeah, like Mitch said, it's not necessarily what the song That's is what he says. about, but, uh, <laughs> But still, then what did he say? I, I, it, it, I was, it would be. Uh, he probably just shrugged his shoulders. And I don't know. I don't know. No, he didn't say. Yeah. <laughs> all right, um, fair enough. So yeah. And then, um, yeah, that's all I have for community as yeah, well. Wasn't it was a just lot. The uh, survivors. No JT O'Donnell or JT O'Donnell. No shoutbox on Last FM. Um, oh, other versions. Okay, so I played you Carbon Scoring Wars. I found <laughs> this guy, Aaron Jasinski. Did you see this guy? Aaron Jasinski does not sound familiar now all right aaron jasinski on Bandcamp has a song called carbon scoring from simple things part two and here is what carbon scoring sounds like i figured you'd be into this yeah buddy <laughs> justin's got the lights going the uh the waveforms are very satisfying to look at. I want I want to wait for it to drop, man. This needs some samples. I should have put the sample on. Let me just open it yeah, in this thing. Let's open it in the uh carbon scoring. Here looks like you boys have seen a lot of action. Wait, is that you or him? Me. Oh, okay, sick. I have a feeling that needs to be up on the uh, on the old uh, soundboard. I think you're right. <laughs> Put them up there, man. Scoring. Let's Here looks like you boys have seen a lot of action. Yeah, buddy. Like carbon scoring. Here looks like you boys have seen a lot of action. Add that to the uh, soundboard. You know, run that through the MP3. Uh, I can have a small little cover here. Oh, that's good. That's rich. That's now canon. Jimmy Pod canon. Yeah, <laughs> that'll go to any. Uh, and we'll sample that for anything. <laughs> Sick. I kind of like this red and blue thing I got going on. Yeah, here. man. I got this one on blue and this one on red. It makes this purple thing. It makes me feel like uh, uh, M eighty three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very JMJ of you. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you much. All right. I'm almost <laughs> done adding this to the uh, to the uh, 
to the board here. <laughs> yeah, buddy. A lot of carbon scoring here. Looks like you boys have seen a lot of action. Yes. Yep. It's officially like it needs, in. I feel like it needs a little cleanup. Ah, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll clean up the edges of it. But uh, but yeah. So that is uh, what was the name? Jablinski like or that. something like that. <laughs> Aaron Jasinski. <laughs> that was their band camp. Uh, and finally, I've got three thirty-seven Crosstalk Club damaged goods. So let me jump to this and jump to three thirty-seven. I guess this is band camp three thirty-seven. The truck. Well, the track is only 328 long, so I'm not sure what I was referring to here. Oh, I think I see damaged goods. It just doesn't make sense. 337. I can't go to 337 on this track. But there's a lyric in here, and I'll read it to you. So here's my heart and so much more. Ignore the carbon scoring. It's been burned before. Um, but whether or not I can find this. Let's jump to 237. So here is my heart and so much more. Ignore the carbon scoring, it's been burned before. But it's in pretty good shape, so if you don't mind. Our matching baggage makes us two of a kind. It sounds like a um, it sounds like a South Weird Park Al? song. What am I thinking of? Um, a South uh, Park song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Um, oh, you would know way more way more than I would. You're not a South Parkman, huh? I mean, I'm not anymore. No, but not to no. Uh, here, this no. is the track. Do, 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 do. Wow. There's a place that is magical and full of rain. Now it needs help because it is in pain. Cleaning the earth is a mighty big chore. We're spreading awareness like never before. Getting gay with kids is here. Spread the word and bring you cheer. Let's save the rainforest. What do you say? Being an activist is totally gay. Someday if we work hard, boys and girls. This is like uh, the 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 rainforest people that come to your school and sing like a peppy song to get you excited about the rainforest. That's the uh, premise of that episode. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> South Park was classic man. Back in the day. That's the best. Yeah. You know, I, I uh, relied on my friends to give me the, uh, the classic <laughs> episodes and lines. I watched a handful. Yeah. Oh man. It's, it's a good one. I couldn't drop. I couldn't pull the lines yeah. like you could. I think I say California way more often than, than any of <laughs> Oh, down California way. Down. Uh -huh. <laughs> All right, I've got here. They got in. I've got one cover that's really a play along, and I've got a rave DJ. Which do you want to hear? Uh, let's hear that All cover right, first. Go ahead and start a uh, watch together, so we can watch this play along together. Here, did you find this play along? Probably. Oh, you have a play along. I but I, you know what? I would have saved it, so maybe not. I must uh -oh. not. Have. Or it was it was did that you, bad. Did you do the search and then switch the filter? Did I do what? You have that little trick where you'll get the better stuff. Oh, I always like, I'll do search the switch YouTube. the filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how yeah. I find stuff. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I'm like scrolling endlessly through like the middle covers and shit. <laughs> I'm just. Oh yeah, you know what? I got as far as the "What's in my bag" with with the uh, gym. Oh, that's I think right. I sent you that yeah, picture. yeah. Wait, was there anything you wanted to so say about that before pickings. I get this going? Oh no, 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 no. Just like all I was gonna say about that. 
is just once once for any time that we do searches for songs. Covers, uh-huh. Once I hit that, oh, I uh, see. Yeah, I'm always like changing the, the thing, so I never I never see yeah. that. Um, because I only ever get the things that uh that come up, which is fine, just fine. All right, let me copy this uh person's play along here, and uh, and I see you here in the room. Here we are. David, yeah, buddy. Took some liberties. It's very unconventional uh, chord progression. David. Thanks, man. So of course What's... I got my new Mark Hoppus bass. And yeah, I thought... what's the story behind that one? Uh behind recording it? Well, no, I mean like you just got that a week ago, right? I got the bass on Friday, yeah. So I was very excited to record anything and everything with it. And because we had no playalongs or covers yeah. or anything to speak of, I was like, all right, how long will it take me to learn this song? Um, and, uh, the answer was like, what, 20 minutes. And that was when I realized I was like, oh, he's not playing that fourth note on the first and third measures. Uh, I need to like pause and, uh, let the drum roll hit. So I did my best and I tried to like write a baseline around it that like did a little extra in the first and third measures before the pause. And then like mentally prepare myself not to do that on the second and fourth measures and then I added a little like more flair in there, but there was a note that he was hitting that I wasn't able to find, and I was like, "Ah, eh, it's fine." <laughs> yeah, 
I couldn't tell. I mean, if there was wherever it was, I couldn't yeah, tell. Yeah, but I love the way the bass sounds. That was recorded uh, using GarageBand, using the modern snap, the modern stack uh, filter. And I, I, my interface is a little ninety six uh, jam. Apogee made a ninety six k um, interface, and it, uh, it's both USB or Lightning connector. I have a Lightning That's cable nice. for it, so I can plug it directly into my phone. And uh, it sounds terrific. I can record up to 96,000 kilobits per second if I want. Damn. Um, yeah. It's a, although I don't get any of those granular options in GarageBand. It just is what it is. Um, but uh, yeah, I went ahead and played along with the song and then exported that and synced it up with my video. And I wish I would, like had put actual clothes on, but the kids were napping. And I, didn't to, <laughs> I didn't want to. Uh, it was very punk rock of you, actually. <laughs> yeah i am wearing my cd hawkins pod it was R- reliant k we are reliant patreon k fans. t-shirt yeah um and yeah so there it is i did a cover uh, you know and that's gonna be the best thing yeah <laughs> coming out of these these uh these rave rave djs because you already played your masterpiece at the beginning oh uh, that was one of them i have another okay yeah. at least you remember what yours is there's i think i i do these so long ago that the oh names- i did start making a note on the link to say like where I got the track, because yeah, sometimes I forget. Yep. Man, even looking at the name doesn't help. Both of these I've forgotten. I, you mine's know, called Scorbin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, mine used singles instead of because I had I had uh, originally uh, created the file on YouTube as Carbon Scoring oh, Singles. We learned the hard way. Yep, and so it pulled singles, and then I changed it. But what happens is is Rave DJ must just. Uh, save whatever it was originally titled as. So mm. I've got one called Big Singles. Want to listen to Big <laughs> Singles? Yeah. Would you Here, make here's it? Big Singles. I think they're both trash. Let's see. Oh no! I take that back. This is a good one. Oh yeah. It worked better the first time I listened to it. Yeah, it's not bad. I don't hate it. Yeah. I'm not mad at it. How'd you, how did you come to that? I don't know. I was uh, like, I want, to, I want something with, with a hip-hop beat that maybe is slow enough to where it could... I don't know. Work with it, right? Like, is it ha- exactly yeah. half the tempo or and something? And it didn't. It didn't work out like that. All so, right. what's your other uh, one? So, mine's called Scorbin, <laughs> and I took the I took the Jasinski carbon scoring and mixed you, it with this carbon. Isn't there scoring. a bar on Scorbin and Nordoff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I know a guy that whose uh, first uh, blowjob was at the Scorbin Bowl. <laughs> what a place! <laughs> In man. the bathrooms at the Scorbin Bowl. <laughs> Uh, all right, so this is uh, Scorbin. And we've had good luck with house music in the past, but this I, I wrote is not good, unfortunately. Uh. 
mean, they're just like two. It's just playing two songs at the same time. Let's jump to like three quarters of the way. All right. I had a little more beat taking... me in, but it, it felt like it was yeah, working. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, Justin, what are your final thoughts <sighs> on the song Carbon Scoring? I like it. It's fast. It uh it's a it womps you, man. It just slaps you right in the face. It runs by and slaps you in the face. Uh I really like it. I'm glad that we got to listen to it in its entirety at the high quality. Um I think my favorite part of this song is the hey. I love that. That whole like it's almost yeah. like a chanting. Hey! Uh yeah. yeah, it's a good, it's a good track, man. I like it. What about you? Yeah. I I became intimately uh, uh, involved with the song in that I learned how to play it. So that was fun. Um, and uh, it's a really interesting chord progression. It's not like your standard, uh, what was it? It was C sharp D. Or I want to say G flat, but is that right? What's the second fret on the E string? Uh, it'd probably uh, be the G flat. G flat to C flat, I guess. Uh, but that's like what C flat is B sharp, right? Is that what it is? Well, yeah, we're kind of mixing them so up. Yeah, it's now, but... four five two two huh. is what it is. Um, but yeah, it's like a really interesting chord progression. So that was fun. Playing it that fast was tough. Now I'm very out of practice. Uh, I mean, I played some Blink songs too, and I just don't have the chops to play cleanly that fast right now. Um, but I hope to like work out a little bit more and get get those chops back up because it's been so long, but I got this bass I'm super excited about now. So yeah. Um, yeah. I'll set a reminder to uh, set that video to go public, um, but maybe I'll, I'll throw it out to the uh, patrons. I did share it on the Mark Hoppus discord page just because everybody was sharing play alongs and I'll bet like, I was like, well, I'll bet I'm the first person to play this Jimmy <laughs> world song on bass. One hundred percent. Cause like true. literally all of us have a video of us playing carousel yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Fuck it. I'll play a little bit of me playing carousel. I sent, I sent it to you. Uh, let's see if I can find it quick enough. And uh, because everyone's pl- posting a version of them playing carousel, I'm like, Oh man, I feel really inadequate <laughs> right now. Oh, that's not playing. There we go. How would you describe the quality of that sound? Like a piano. Yeah. 
that's how I, that's how I describe it. And somebody somebody else had commented because uh, I guess I commented on Alan Corona, who makes bases down in San Diego. He was actually like tasked by Mark to go up to Dylan Anderson's house in Burbank and kind of QC most of the bases uh, just to make sure that everything looked good and felt good c- coming from the factory. And Alan, uh, he grew up in Mexico, never could afford a Mark Hoppus base, so ended up teaching himself how to make bases. <laughs> and he's like basically a luthier in his own time now, like in his in his time off work, he works for Apple. He builds bases and teaches other people to build bases. And they look incredible, Justin. Yeah. So much so that he and another Discord member who's an artist, a graphic designer in I don't know where David lives, but um, collaborated and made a base for Mark that Alan got to Mark and Mark has played has recorded a new blink song with that bass Sick. played it for alan it, yeah it's wild dude it's wild it's so cool um but yeah i almost if mark hadn't released this bass i was gonna buy a bass from alan but it was gonna be like astronomically expensive yeah but it's sure. handmade right so, i mean he right. literally goes to home depot buys the wood you know uh sand uh, you know cuts it sands it paints it intonates it he gets the necks he doesn't uh build the necks the necks he buys from all parts Mm-hmm. And um and then the the yeah pickups pick guards uh not volume knob jacks all that stuff is Damn. all part stuff but yeah it's great like I really lo- I, I'll probably own an Allen Corona base at some point although he's had some um carpal tunnel or hand issues and uh, the prognosis is like uh, you're just gonna have to learn to live with it and you Jeez. probably won't be able to build bases anymore but um yeah which is kind of a bummer but my goal is to get a base from him. Uh, sooner or later anyway all that is to say i made a comment from the pod account on his video where he did a tone test between the different configurations of mark's bases including the new one and i was like they all sound like pianos so that's that's okay in my book and somebody was like that's like the perfect you know they they said somebody commented in alan's video that it sounded like a piano and that's the perfect yeah summation of what that sound sounds like and i was like oh thanks that was me i've been saying that for years (laughs) um what's fitting and uh and yeah, I absolutely love the sound of his bases. So, and like I said, I mean, obviously it's a little bit of the build of the bass and it's a little bit of the signal flow. Right. And so I use the modern stack for that sound that you heard right there in a uh, garage band. But, uh, Alan has like a really sick, um, signal flow that he runs through like, kind of like a sound emulator and a small bass head. And it sounds incredible. So. Uh, I just don't want to own all that gear anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you, man. I basically want to be like, uh, I just want like basically Axe effects <laughs> and and make it sound like what I want it to sound like. So anyway, yeah, there it is. Carbon scoring. Um, and if you end up buying a droid and it's got some carbon scoring, make sure you be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes! Rest in peace to the Circle K.